When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. out of Australia, anytime the best columnist in the country, in the country, try Michael Goodwin, Miranda Devine, New York Post, comes on, Louis always finds an Australian band, whether it's the church, Olivia Newton-John, Air Supply, this time it was Crowded House. Miranda's got a new column out in today's New York Post, Fed's part in tech censoring, and it's uh, very scary, very Orwellian, if you will, and uh, Miranda has not been on, she's been busy on assignment since Bernie passed away, and uh, Bernie loved her too. Her and I are very, very close, but Bernie loved her too. So here she is from the New York Post, the very talented and lovely Miranda Devine. Good morning, Miranda. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Thank you for having me, and thank you for playing Australian music every time I come on. I always feel, always puts me in the mood. Well, that's uh, Lou Rufino. He's a, uh, I think Rob, Rob Bartlett called him, or somebody called him a musicologist, maybe McCord, and uh, he knows all this stuff, so he figured that out. So you're welcome. Again, this is the first time you've been on with me since uh, Bernie passed away, and you know, Bernie's not been on since July, and he was awful lot dating back to last January when he was diagnosed with cancer, obviously. But you guys still had a lot of conversations on this show. I know how much he loved you and how much you respected him. Yes, and look, commiserations to you and to his family. And, uh, I mean, it's hard to believe that he's not there. I, I know when I came back to New York, I would listen to you two in the morning, and you were just, to me, the epitome of New York. And uh, especially during COVID, just listening to you and Bernie and your humor and your kind of rebellion, your refusal to just knuckle under was really uh, a sort of a beacon in the darkness for a lot of people. And for me, especially, I, I know. Uh, and so I'm so sorry that he's gone. And um, I wish it were some other way. He's just too young for that brilliance and his intelligence and just uh, I guess he had so much more to do in life so God has mysterious plans and I know he was an altar boy so uh, I'm sure he's up there looking over us all now and smiling 
Oh, that's uh, beautifully said, Miranda. Beautifully said. He was too young. 64. Big celebration for Bernie coming up Wednesday morning at 10, St. Patrick's Cathedral, a celebration of the life of my partner and friend, Bernard McGurk. Uh, that was lovely, Miranda. Thank you. So I read your uh, column in today's New York Post, Fed's part in tech censoring. And uh, we know about this, the White House colluding, of course, with big tech and Google and Facebook and all these companies. But now it looks like this case, uh, this decision in Missouri really is going to put the White House feet to the fire. I know people like Jen Psaki and Dr. Fauci are about to be deposed any day now. So for folks are not aware of this, tell the listeners out there just how serious this may turn out for the White House. Well, this is a lawsuit that's been brought uh, initially by the Attorney General of Missouri, Eric Schmidt, and then he was joined by the Attorney General of Louisiana. And, uh, and then they were joined by a group of lawyers who, one of whom I know, uh, Janine Yoon, who were, um, she was a liberal, but then COVID and the lockdowns just red-pilled her and a lot of her fellow lawyers who realised that this was such an assault on our civil liberties. But it ended up being just the tip of the iceberg. COVID gave uh, the government and these people uh, the sort of excuse to come out of the darkness and start uh, infringing on our free speech and on our civil liberties. But they they were doing it before that, and now they've sort of turbocharged it, and it's not just over COVID. I mean, this, this lawsuit is uh, looking at basically Facebook, Twitter, and Google censoring their users and using the excuse of misinformation or disinformation, which we hear all the time, but it's about um, censoring the New York Post for our Hunter Biden laptop story in October of 2020. Uh, It's also about censoring people when they tried to talk about the origins of COVID-19. Remember, you weren't allowed to say that it came from the Wuhan lab Uh, You had to just swallow the BS story that came from Fauci and co, that it was natural, that it just came from a bat. Uh, And then also whether or not masks uh, were the be-all and end-all. You couldn't say that they didn't work, even though Anthony Fauci himself had said they didn't work. And then also, of course, election integrity. So uh, the Biden administration, the government, uh, authorities, the establishment colluded with big tech, uh, with Google and Facebook and Twitter to censor Americans. And that was in breach of the First Amendment. So this is the first a big lawsuit to actually bring these people and these authorities to account. And they are suing uh, 67 different officials or agencies, including the FBI, which, as you know, um, pressured Facebook to censor the New York Post, basically. Right. Uh, money involved in that deal, too, not just pressure. Miranda Devine, again, today's column, the New York Post, Fed's part in tech censoring. You also mentioned, Miranda, in this uh, terrific column, which you should all read it is scary, like I said, Orwellian, if you will. Pfizer's involvement, what is that major pharmaceutical company doing in this story? Yes, well, uh, there's another lawsuit, and this is a real David versus Goliath lawsuit against big tech, and that's by the former New York Times journalist and novelist Alex Berenson. And he actually had a win against Twitter. Uh, a while ago, and they had to reinstate him. He found evidence that uh, 
the, the Biden administration had specifically asked that he be deplatformed, and then Twitter did it after the president came out and said that social media companies were killing people by allowing vaccine hesitancy. Uh, but then he discovered with his legal uh, cases that um, actually a guy who had been um, the head of the F FDA but also is a current member of the Pfizer board, Scott Gottlieb, he was the one who got Twitter to throw him off Facebook by complaining about some tweets that he'd made about Anthony Fauci, which were not terrible. He just said what everyone thinks about Anthony Fauci. He said he was arrogant, and he said that, that when Fauci said attacks on the air, attacks on science, that that was a joke. He mocked him for it. Well, Gottlieb, uh, of course, is a member of the Pfizer board, gets paid almost $400,000 a year for it, and his role in Alex Berenson's deplatforming has come out, so Berenson is now suing him. But also, it just so happened that when I'm writing this column, yesterday CBS had Gottlieb on to on Face the Nation, and he was talking about um, your false claims about uh, COVID vaccines being mandated for children. Well, it's not clear from what he said that it's false, um, but... CBS never disclosed that Godlieb is a member of Pfizer's board. And, of course, Pfizer is a big advertiser at CBS. So maybe that's why. You know, I find it interesting, too, this weekend, besides uh, this column and this story and all that great work that you've done, as always, Miranda, that's why you're the best in the business, was this Joe Biden conversation on MSNBC. He actually fell asleep. Folks, I'm not kidding you. Very reminiscent of Mike Francesa and Sweeney Murdy. He actually fell asleep during the interview. And then when he was pressed about his age and moving forward, he offered this. I could drop dead tomorrow. I understand why some of you folks are worried about my age. Not exactly a defense, Joe Biden, if he's really considering running again, which I know is not going to happen. It's ridiculous. But if he is considering it, to fall asleep through an interview and then tell folks, hey, listen, I could drop dead tomorrow not exactly a strong defense, Miranda, from Joe Biden. No, uh, that, that was just an insane interview. The interviewer, this guy, Jonathan Capehart from MSNBC, was just embarrassing, <laughs> not just toting up to Joe Biden, so groveling, the most groveling interview yet, and that's saying something because uh, any time Joe Biden will only allow himself to be interviewed on the rare occasions he does do a long interview by people that he knows won't ask tough questions. But this took the cake. And when he fell asleep in the middle of it, well, I mean, it was obvious. His eyes are shut. Yeah. He's yeah. just, and then you can hear Cape go, Mr. President, and then they cut something. And God knows what they cut. Who knows how long it took? Did they give Joe Biden a shot of something? Did they give him a cup of coffee? Who knows what happened? But they covered it up for him. Oh, and look, I can't really blame him for falling asleep because there was nothing for him to do in that interview except to sit there and, and listen. I mean, Capehart did all the work for him. And, and you know, it, it, the whole interview was like a cup of coffee, cup of cocoa, warm bath, you know. Why would you stay awake? It's meant to make him fall asleep. Uh, gotcha. He's falling asleep. The other guy, Donald Trump, is at a rally in Texas on Saturday night, once again, whooping up the crowd and looking as young as ever. So that's, that's coming up in 2024, maybe. 
But now we're just 15 days away, Miranda, from all these big midterm elections and a big one right here, the governor race. There was a poll this weekend. Forget about catching Kathy Hochul. There was a poll this weekend that had Lee Zeldin ahead of Kathy Hochul. And lots of smart people like you that come on the show are saying, I think Lee Zeldin's going to win. What do you think two weeks out? Oh, I do. I mean, the momentum is with him. Uh, He's been working quietly behind the scenes. He's the little engine that could um, for two years on this. And I think he's taken Kathy Hochul by surprise. She is now panicking. You can see it with this absolutely bogus new uh, kind of subway, you know, cop surge, pretending that she's all being tough on crime. I mean, she doesn't even... Even when she's pretending to be tough on crime, she doesn't actually say anything <laughs> worthwhile. She doesn't really seem to get it. She's so hopeless. Uh, I, and I think that New Yorkers uh, are certainly outside of the, the city. Um, they are definitely on his side and they're definitely sick of the crime and the disorder and the way the city is just going downhill and all our taxes um, you know, some of the highest taxes in the country are going for nothing. You know, there's homeless people everywhere on the on the streets. They're in more, they have, there's more mentally ill than ever. And yet, where's all that money going? I mean, she is just a shocker. She's worse than Cuomo, at least with Cuomo. Yep. I don't yep. know, he, he seemed like a villain. She pretends to be this little goody two-shoes. That's right. She's, she's as corrupt as he is. And anyway, Zeldin is just so good and he just seems to get better every day has not taken a, a wrong step you know that uh comparison you made between Hochul and Cuomo you could almost make the same one between Adams and de Blasio we knew de Blasio was yeah. a waste and half stone and didn't care <laughs> Adams like Hochul you know he says some things that are okay he does absolutely nothing he was with her with that ridiculous crime summit and the subway stop. And the two of them, uh, they they just do nothing. I mean, that's quite a one-two punch. You know, last one, I know you pay attention to this stuff, and that is this this what's going on in the U.K. Uh, after just 44 days, Miranda Liz Truss quit last week. Everything's a mess. The economy's a mess. And here comes Boris Johnson, maybe back to the rescue. Now he has said, I'm not going to do it. He's not going to run. Any thoughts on what's going on in the U.K.? Well, I, look, what a mess. Who knows what they're going to do? And uh, I I feel like this is just symptomatic of the problem that we have across the West. Uh, where is there a, a leader that anybody can look up to? There's just a dearth of leadership. Uh, you know, the boomers failed us. And, and then I guess the young boomers or the, the, the beginning of Gen X is failing us. Uh, Boris Johnson was a huge disappointment. Liz Truss just blew herself up and um, I, I don't I don't really understand why the UK is having such a problem other than it's the exact same the mirror effect of what happened in Australia and uh, it's it's conservative parties that don't know who they are that don't know how to deal with woke don't believe in anything uh, and just lose the trust of the people that sounds familiar you're right <laughs> Well, this is a a great column in today's New York Post. I'm telling you, folks, you need to read this. This uh, whole uh, battle here, uh, the White House and uh, big tech, Fed's part in tech censoring. Miranda Devine, thank you for sharing some Bernie memories. Thank you for talking about this wonderful column and so many other things. You're always an amazing guest, and I love you. Thank you so much, Miranda Devine. Thank you, Sid. Great to be with you. You too. Miranda Devine, check her out on page 11. 
Uh, maybe it's 13. It's page 13 in today's New York Post. Miranda Devine, Fed's part in tech censoring. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.